rebuilding job. Energy. You know, glad to see you. Hello. Welcome in, listeners, to the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew, joined today by Scott and Todd. It is Wednesday, August the 4th in the evening. We are recording this following the friendly against Chelsea, a 2-2 draw at Stamford Bridge. Uh, A little admin, follow us at Tottenham Depot. Follow myself at Aestetka. Follow Scott at DSM Spurs. Follow Todd at tc underscore kasho i'll start out by asking todd how are you doing this evening man i can't complain brother any day that you get to talk about spurs you know what it's a good day and uh and here we are um i will tell you that i'm doing a hell of a lot better than i was doing at halftime or even at about 55 minutes of this match yeah Uh, so there you are yeah that's 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 a good point and uh, we also have scott back from the injury list uh scott how I, i know many listeners are very concerned how is your tongue it Which is, is probably the weirdest question I've ever asked you on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure we've had a weirder conversations, but no, the uh, the tongue is healing. It it's it goes in and out of of states of getting better. Right. Um, for those that don't know, I opted to not wear a mouth guard in my men's hockey league up here and put my front tooth all the way through my tongue, and it was it was it was a whole deal. So here I am, oh, ten days later, and and we're getting by. Um, but yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. We got a result at the bridge, and and uh, yeah, man, things could be worse. Yeah, they could be. Uh, this is a bit of a, I guess we're going to call this like, it's not an emergency episode, it's a bonus episode, I guess. Our regular podcasting day is is Sunday, and we're going to make that regular, and we'll be back Sunday for another one, but this one's going to go out here Wednesday night in the States. You might be listening to it Thursday morning in the UK. I know we have quite a quite a good amount of UK listeners as well. Um, you're probably listening to this on the Thursday. So ahead of the weekend of the final friendly, but this friendly against Chelsea was, I, it's so weird calling a, a London Derby a friendly, right? It was not that it was, there was a little more to this match. It was a fairly strong lineup put out from both teams um, for the available players. And, you know, the players that weren't there, we're going to talk about them. That'll be the bulk of this podcast. We will talk about everything going on at Spurs this week. But briefly, let's just get into Chelsea 2, Spurs 2. Goals in this one from Lucas and Steven Bergvine. It looked really, really ugly for about, as as Todd said, for about 55, 60 minutes. It was not great. Um, Chelsea kind of manhandled Spurs a little bit in the first uh, you know, two thirds almost of this match and, and we're up two nil and then Spurs came back and got two in the second half. Um, Todd, what were your takeaways from this? I know it, it's, it's hard to overreact. It's hard to make too much out of this because it was a game that was just a friendly and didn't really mean anything. I mean, had Spurs lost this match two one or two nil, I, I wouldn't have been, you know, sky is falling, but it, it, when you take the bulk of this match away, it did, it was kind of rough looking, right? Yeah, I, uh, so there's there's three major takeaways that I had from this match, um, and uh, the, the first thing is is that our center back pairing, as it stands currently, our center backs in general, our, our defense is suspect as fuck. Yeah, uh, and but we already knew this, right? 
Um, the second thing that uh, I learned from this match is what we all feared, Andrew, and we'll come on to this later, is that Scotty's uh, rapping goaltender uh, can't stop shots from outside the box. Uh, and then the oh third God, thing dude, that great. we learned that we learned from this match, but we already knew that to be fair, because that's what the numbers said. And, and so when ZH squared up from literally the fucking spot of just above the 18 and put it in the bottom corner, like you just, you were hoping for a little bit more uh, on your first opportunity to save something against a rival. So I'm glad it was in preseason. We'll say that. Uh, and the, the, the third thing that we learned from this match is that um, <clears throat> Nuno teams have resolve. And yeah. I was, I was glad to see that it was, it was not the body language when they were down two nil was not the body language of a team uh, that was down two nil. Uh, and that is encouraging because we have definitely as, as a club, we've seen this team quit yeah. in matches over the last couple of years. So it was good that we didn't see that. And bonus, we learned that Steven Bergbein can actually find the back of the net. Hey, how about that? Not terrible. What a Shut what a concept. Before <laughs> before before I let Scott get in here, I will play the middleman on the Galini conversation because you're right. The goal he gave up, the first goal he gave up was kind of rough. Garbage. It was kind of rough. But to be fair, the rest of the match, I thought he did play fairly well, and he was playing in front uh, or excuse me behind a defense that, as you mentioned, w- was kind of like like soft butter, and 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 Chelsea were were cutting through it like a hot knife. I mean, he made a few stops in this match that were impressive and were, you know, necessary because of the poor defense in front of him. So I, I will, I will say good, good for him for coming back a little bit and, and, and from that tough goal in the, in the early going and making those stops. All of those um, saves were reactionary saves. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were, they were, but, but, but goalkeepers have to make those as well. And, He's going to be a cup goalkeeper. He's not our. He's not our starting goalkeeper. So, all right, I'll calm down. Yeah, and 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 as you said, preseason. Scott, what were your takeaways from this match overall? I mean, on the Galini piece, I actually thought he played pretty well. I think that the, I, I do agree. I said maybe two shows ago that his stats were concerning, right? So, I, I you know, a, a lot of my hype around this guy is strictly because I think he's badass, but he's. <laughs> He he made actually some pretty big saves today. I agree, some more reactionary. He made one save on the on the left hand post, his left, that where he charged he You're charged right. the ball. I don't remember who it was at all, but it was really really good goalkeeping. And I think the biggest thing I'll say is that anytime it's your first start against a London rival at their place and you give up a goal like he did early, like Andrew said, behind a terrible defense. To be able to mentally recover from that and play really well the rest of the game, I think is actually pretty promising. So I'll flip it and just say that I saw, you know, a dip from him, but a really nice recovery from that. And I actually think he's going to play a lot of minutes next year, probably as our starter. Not this year, but I do think by next year he'll be starting for us. So um, I was impressed. We will see. A lot A lot will go into that to determine um... – kind of how that goes but <laughs> the last thing i gotta say is that even though if it wasn't whistled for on side we would be talking about how fucking foolish he looked on that team of Verna girl too t- yeah like he got caught in no man's sure. land like it was yeah like what looking at it from goalkeeper performance he made the save that they pay him millions of dollars to make um he didn't do he didn't do anything that said that he even remotely close to ready to step into hugo shoes that's what i saw but yeah. again preseason one match 
first match at Stanford. De- Bridge. Yeah, debut all yep. all of it, all of it to, to look good um, in twenty two. Not mad at that. Yeah, yeah, all all fair points. Um, speaking of that defense, it does appear, as I mentioned, you're probably listening to this on the Thursday. It does appear that Romero is in the process of finalizing his deal to Spurs. He's supposed to be having a physical at in London on the Thursday. Um, it does appear that the defense will be getting a little bit better uh, on the flip side. There are rumors that Jaffa Tanganga could be on his way to Turkey to Galatasaray uh, on a loan deal. And it kind of feels like Tottenham have it fr- from everything we've heard. Um, the Athletic and Fabrizio Romano were both reporting. It's kind of up to him. It's kind of up to him on whether he wants to go. Tottenham have accepted the loan deal. A um, lot of movement today in the transfer world, a lot of things going on, but those are the two things closest to Spurs. So Romero done, Tanganga maybe on maybe on the way out if he's not going to get the playing time. Go ahead, Todd. So, well, there's a couple of things that I want to touch on here. The first things first is we already got the here we go on Romero from Fabrizio Romano. So as we far did. as I'm concerned, it's fucking it, it's ironclad. Yes. yes uh, that said, I also saw some stuff come out later on this evening that he had already completed the first part of his right. medical in Italy. And as soon as the Demerol deal gets done, probably tomorrow, Juve uh, to Atalanta, then he'll fly to London probably it, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, it does feel like we'll see something official from the club within the next 48 hours. Somewhere along those I lines. I think that's pretty right. safe to assume. Um, in terms of the Javit Tanganga deal, so so here's here's my thing. First off, it was very encouraging for me to see him as a center back today. That let me know that Nuno Espirito Santo and uh, the rest of the organization see him as a center back going forward, not a fucking right back like Jose Mourinho decided that he should have been. Right. Uh, which makes me happy. Um, that said, I don't see him getting the minutes that he's going to need to get in order to truly develop into a l- legitimate first team player, first team starter um, on this Spurs squad this year, especially because I highly doubt that we're done as far as center backs are concerned in the transfer. God, God not, I hope not. I hope I'm not, not talking about Tommy Yasso either. I'm talking that we saw some stuff come out today that Spurs are looking to, and it may have been yesterday, I forget at this point in time, Spurs are looking to sign a Premier League center back. Like Connor Cody. And if you throw that name out there, I'm fine. There's a couple other names that I would be completely okay with. Um, Some dude up in uh, some Spanish guy with French last name uh, that hangs out in the north of England isn't particularly happy up there. So I don't know if that guy ended up in in, in Lily White. I wouldn't be mad about it. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Scott, uh, you dropped off the call for a minute, but we were talking about sure Romero did. being Romero being done, Tanganga potentially to Turkey on a loan, kind of his call, it seems like. Your thoughts on the defense <clears throat> improving, but maybe at the same time, the depth, where, where, where are those things going? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously Romero is a really exciting one. I've never still seen him play, so, <laughs> you know, I'm just happy we signed someone, for God's sakes. Um, I do see a fair few people that I respect out there whose opinions aren't as favorable of, of of this dude as I would hope. But like I said, we signed someone, so thank God for that. Um, I do agree with Todd that that somebody from England is going to come in and I'd love it to be Laporte. I, I'd be happy with Cody too, but I think <laughs> Laporte might give us an opportunity to make sure that we get at least what we need out of a certain someone if it were to go that way, and we'll get to that. But um, – you know, the fact that we've already got Romero done and it sounds like Takahiro is going to be done soon. And then, you know, if we can get one of these other two guys in, we'll be in much better shape. But you still got to bet in an entire new back line. So there, there's a lot of work to do. It's a little bit concerning that, 
you know, here we are about two weeks away from City, and, and we're still trying to figure out if it's going to be Dyer and Sanchez against them. But um, I, have high, <laughs> I have high hopes that, uh, that we'll get somewhere with this, right? So on the Tanganga piece, and I said this even before reports yeah. had come out that he was going to potentially go on loan or that a loan had been accepted, I, I'm in favor of Jaffa Tanganga going out on loan. I think he needs a an Oliver Skip type of loan. Now, whether that's in Turkey and whether that's the best place for it to happen, I got a lot of questions about that. But, that was my question. Yeah, and, and it's a fair question. But I think he needs to go somewhere and play regularly as a center back and get regular football at a slightly lower level, whether, like I said, whether that's in the championship, whether that's in Turkey, I don't think he is ready to be a regular starting center back in the premier league. And I think that if he were to do that at Spurs this season, I think he would survive, but I don't think the team would be at their best. Um, I think that, and and I'm not basing this purely on today, but he really showed signs today that he was not ready for this type of level at Spurs. I just don't think he's there yet. I think there's still potential for him in the future to to get there, but it just makes me nervous going into a season where you're really trying to do something. Like you're you're just trying to not wall. I mean, I know Todd really, or excuse me, I know Scott really thinks that this is just a tenth place team. And he may be right about that. But if you're trying to do something more than that, I mean, Tanganga's only 22. He could go out for a season, season and a half maybe, and come back and be a, by the time he's 24, 25 years old, be a real force in the Premier League. I just think he needs more development, and I think he needs regular playing time in order to do that. I don't disagree with you. I mean, I I would be curious to see what alone – at a place, was it Travis Von Spore? Is that what it is? Somewhere. It's Galatasaray. Galatasaray is, is, is the team, you. yeah. So the Turkish League, I think, is physical. It's fast-paced. Um, I think it kind of flies under the radar. It's a pretty pretty, pretty strong league, actually. So I think it's, it's a good place to, for him to go if he goes on loan. And I'm glad that he has a decision. But I do got to say, just it's kind of another – another you know peg in the trend that we've seen the last five six seven years under Spurs is these young kids getting opportunities playing very well in those opportunities and then going dark after those really good performances for lack of a better way of explaining that right and I look at Kyle Walker Peters I look at Oliver Skip which alone did benefit benefit him um he looked like a man today too again yeah he did and honestly it's a little bit concerning to me like and uh, these are the potch days, right? But Kyle Walker, Peter, in six starts, his first six starts, four man of the match performances and six yeah. assists. Fucking yeah. unreal, man. And then we just never saw yeah, the kid look, again. But look at what he's done since he's gone to Southampton. He's been an ample squad player, but he's not set the yeah. world on fucking fire. Like, sure. the thing well, is, is that you, you say that, Todd, but wouldn't you like to have him in Spurs squad right not now? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, he I see. Have, I, he, I disagree. And, and, here and, and this is the only reason why I say that, though, is honestly, is because he doesn't have the mental makeup to be part of a top six squad. And that's what it's it's the reason why he didn't get in under Potch. It's the reason why Mourinho shipped him as soon as he bought like <laughs> wait, what's his name? Is it Kyle? Is it Walker Peters? Is it <laughs> yeah, it's Kyle yeah, yeah. Walker Peter? Yeah. It, too no, many names for me, right? <laughs> too many names. Yeah, too many names. Uh too many names and, and not enough um not enough gumption. Man, I think fair, that, that what what you're seeing right now is you're seeing a team remade. And, yeah, and this uh, is this is all part of the long, painful exciting. rebuild that that was, you know, 
spoken about for how long by Pochettino. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's just... So I, I did want to say one more thing about Tanganga to, to Turkey. Please. Uh, and, and the thing is, is the biggest knock on Tanganga is that his size doesn't necessarily translate to um, that of a of a day a week in week out of a top six squad in the Premier League. And what I would say is, if you can go over at six feet tall and get the shit kicked out of you in Turkey for an entire season and hold your own for a squad like Galatasaray, who's legitimately competing for every major championship in Turkey every single year and yep. playing in one of the European competitions, if you can bed yourself into a squad like that, just like Ollie Skip did at Norwich City in terms of making himself that undeniable player for that squad, I yeah. think that's the sort of thing that translates in the confidence you need to overcome any sort of misconceptions about your height as a week-in, week-out player on the squad, even if it's just as a cup center back. Dude, yeah. Ex- well, and he's an kind of a tweener. He's kind of a tweener too, right? Because he's a little undersized to be a center back, but he's a little oversized to be a right back. And that's why I was so confused by them trying to 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 use him as a right back at times last year too. Well, he's also fast as shit and I think that Mourinho, I don't know, Scott, you jump in on this. He's fast, but Whoa. he doesn't have the the offensive skills that a, that a No, he can't cross the ball the safest fucking that a, line. That a, that a, that a Premier League fullback needs. Yeah. No, definitely not. Go ahead, Scott. I mean, I no, I mean, I'll just, I was just gonna say, it's all about how he uses the loan. As we, as, as Todd mentioned Skip, and I couldn't agree more. I think we've seen, we've seen guys go out on loan, and I, dare I say, a Troy Parrot, right? And I think maybe when you're coming from from a setup like Tottenham, where you're right on the fringe and even getting, you know, your debut in minutes, and then you go to an Ipswich Town, and you're like, eh, I'm, I'm already the biggest fish in the pond by, by the time I get here, and that's fucking not true, like at all, right? right. Yeah, you still have to. Earn so it. I think, yeah, and so I think Oliver Skip definitely embraced that mentality. He went to Norwich, kind of walked in with that who's in charge, I'm coming for him mentality. And by, you know, the third or fourth week, he was a starter. And if Tanganga can do that, that's fantastic. But I think we just – and I, I'm not talking to you guys. You boys get this. But I just think as fans in general, you know, talking out loud here, we have this we have this general idea that all a Premier League fringe 20-year-old has to do is go on loan, and all of a sudden they'll be great when they return. But – it's a yep. whole hell of a lot more a complicated than that, right? So, well, and the other thing to look at here too, guys, and and again, all of this is it's it sounds like it's going to be up to Tanganga. Whether if he thinks he can get the playing time at Spurs, he'll probably elect to stay, which is which is fine as well. Sure. Um, it's 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 on him to to make that call. But you could also look at a situation like Juan Faith. Maybe he goes away and realizes, hey, this is my level, and I can be really successful here, and I don't want to go back. I mean, yeah. those are always possible outcomes as well. Um, I don't see that from Tanganga in Turkey, but I understand I, I, what you're I, saying. I tend, to, I tend to agree with you. <laughs> I understand what you're talking about, though. Especially when you're point. talking about a guy who was kind of born born and bred in North London and and grew up around the club. Like you're just talking him through and through. I think he's been there since he was six. Like, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't expect that, but I'm saying you never know if a guy goes abroad, he gets a taste of something else. And like you said, I, I don't think this is, happens in Turkey. Who knows? But you just never know what, what what to expect when a guy goes away from your club. What he might find is his level or what is his perceived level for himself. Well, here's the other thing about Juan Foyth in, in, in going to Sevilla. Or, or I'm going. I'm sorry, going to where do you go? Villarreal. Vill- yeah. Villarreal. Yeah. Going, going to Villarreal. Just going to Spain. Is that? I mean, he's a Spanish-speaking guy from Argentina, and you're hanging out in North London. The weather sucks ass. You're yeah. not playing a ton. No, no, no. Like, you're, it's a tough you're 100% right. Let's go to There's, sunshine where people speak my language and where yeah. like I can finish 10th and there won't be all sorts of media scrutiny on me. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that that was, I think that always was Juan Foyce level. Like, hey, legitimate, solid Could professional be. football player. But I, I don't expect to see him in a couple of years get a huge move to Real Madrid. Do you? No, no, no. not not unless That's, something dr- drastic happens. I don't expect to see him again in the Premier League. I don't know about you, but I don't expect to see that. Probably not. Yeah, we'll so see. I mean, you look at that and you go, I expect to see Javit Tanganga playing the Premier League. I just don't know if it'll be for us. Fair enough. All right, we've covered the game. We've covered some of the inner workings around the club and, and some of the moves that, that are happening or could happen. Um, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about the real important thing. And we'll do that right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into the Tottenham Depot. I'm your host, Andrew, joined here by Todd and Scott. And uh, we're talking about the big move this week. Um, big, big decision. It's Jack Grealish to Manchester City. We got it. Here we go. Hey. That is that is what happened. Spurs missed out again. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, I guess I guess three million and Josh Onomo was not going to get it done after all. Uh, but I had so much potential. Yeah, it's true. It was a, it's a hundred million dollar deal, though. And Jack Grealish to Manchester City perhaps spells the end of a of a Harry Kane to Manchester City deal. Um, no, of course, that is the big topic. Harry Kane doesn't show up this week when he's supposed to uh, extended stay in Florida, perhaps, which is, of course, the worst place I would want to be or, or want one of my footballers to be right now. Um, perhaps that is is where he's still hanging out. Um, hopefully he's wearing a mask and, and self-isolating and doing all of those things. Um, but uh, Harry Kane is, is the topic du jour. It's, it's become tabloid fodder. It's become controversial. It's become fans absolutely getting their pitchforks and, and their torches out for him. Um, some of them still doing it for Daniel Levy for some odd reason. Um, but uh, I, I guess we're just going to start with letting Scott rant because Scott has been in our group chat all week, just absolutely chewing Harry Kane a new ass and spitting him out. Um, so Scott, Harry Kane's dead to you now, right? How about it? You know, it, it, I think it was early yesterday where I finally said I'm fucking done with Kane. I was like, I was giving him some stick, right? But yesterday I, I, I seriously drew the line with Kane. I'm, I'm very disappointed with Kane, and I think had I really mean this, had he not done that stupid fucking interview on the golf course, and had he not held out for the last two days, whatever's happening, even if he's not surface yourself, bud. But you know, had he not done these two things, I would totally understand his desire to leave, and I would respect it. Maybe he gets a move, maybe he doesn't, and people will say, "Well, at Spurs with Levy, you have to do this kind of thing to get your move," i.e., Bale, Modric. Etc. Right, but 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 Harry Kane is our legendary club captain. He knows where this club is right now. My metaphor earlier in our group chat was that this club is in the you know the the tenth round of a heavyweight knockout bout. We're on the ground pouring blood out of every orifice, and the ref is counting to ten, and he's at eight or nine. And then Harry Kane decides I'm just gonna fucking elbow body slam drop all over this club when it's in that and in that place. 
and he knows better than that. Um, it's very out of character, and it's just very disappointing to me that Harry Kane wouldn't have the wherewithal to understand where the club is right now and what this could potentially do to the club. So Harry Kane, goodbye. If you you know if you bang in thirty goals for 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 somebody next year and it's not us, I don't even care at this point because the disrespect shown through this is is just it's troubling to me. It makes me sad more than angry, and I'm ready for Harry Kane to move on at this point. No, I done. Okay, thank you. Yeah, everybody exhale. We've all exhaled. Yes. <laughs> I was going to let that breathe for a second and let Todd go go ahead and, and give your, your rebuttal or your response okay. or whatever you want no, to give okay. to him. No, it's okay. We, we need it. Fuck. We need a breath after that. Okay? We need a breath after that. The guy the guy just won the, the Premier League Assist Leader of the Year and the Premier League Goal Scorer of the Year last year in fucking Lily White, and you want to bin him off because he, he fucking didn't show up to practice for two days. Do yeah. I need to go fucking Allen Iverson rant for you right now? Really? Practice? Really? Listen, everybody understands. Go ahead, Andrew. No, no, no. So the one thing I'll say is, uh, look, we don't actually know what's going on, but we are getting a peek as to there actually is a problem only because of what Nuno Espirito Santo had to say after the match, which was basically nothing. He, he, he wouldn't answer questions directly about Kane, but he would say that it was something that they needed to, 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 to talk about internally. So he is acknowledging there that there is an internal discussion that needs to happen regarding okay. Harry Kane. That's so what, let's... That's, in- I have two points on that specifically. First off, that he's the anti-Mourinho in that. Which, which, off, which, which, by the way, I love. Absolutely. Same. Second off, what I was going to say is that's what fucking leadership is. P.S. Correct. He Correct. literally came out and said, you know what? We've got some shit we need to talk about. And you know what? We're going to do that internally. And we'll let you guys know when we want you to know. I know it's really uh, shocking to hear that I enjoyed the anti-Mourinho take on this. <laughs> but it's but, true. It, it, it really was refreshing to not hear him do a Mourinho bit. Yeah. But listen, as somebody who has literally studied leadership, I have to say that that was textbook. What you fucking do. Yes. When you've got somebody in, in house that's on un- unhappy. Okay. The next thing that I want to talk about here is the facts. And the facts are as follows. Harry Kane is the best striker in the world. Okay. He led the league last year in assists and goals. He uh, captained uh, the, uh, the England squad to the finals of the Euro. Uh, he is, without a doubt, the most valuable English commodity in football. I don't... Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> other than, other, than, other than Jack Grealish right now, but yes. Raheem Sterling? I, I mean, like... Well, I'm saying, really I'm wanna... saying in, in terms of actual dollars, Jack Grealish is so, now the most... Well, yes, now Jack Grealish, technically. But this but, is but what yes, I'm saying. Was, I know what you is, mean. Is that he, he is, and from a commodity standpoint, from singularly, as we're looking at these things as commodities... From a yeah, com- he's the England captain, you're right. He, he is, like, he is a once-in-a-generation, in, in a probably a once-in-a-lifetime striker for us. Like, the numbers that he's putting up are fucking ridiculous. And we're really not going to respect and appreciate that until after he's long gone or fat and old with a stupid mustache like Jimmy Greaves. Like, in, our English fans will appreciate the shit out of that, by the way. Um, anyway, as you're looking at this, Harry Kane is not someone that you can bin off for fucking 80 million and Laporte. It doesn't fucking work that way. This is, this is a commodity that you only get to sell one time if you're Daniel Levy. And Daniel Levy, so again, we're talking about facts. So this is a commodity that that is is the of the highest premium. One, two, you're in a down market, so prices are thirty to forty percent lower than they have been over yeah. the past six to seven years. So as you're looking at projections, 
from six to seven years, as Daniel Levy does, where are you going to sell Harry Kane? Fucking numbers aren't even close. And the third thing is, is that Harry Kane is still under club control for an additional three years, Andrew. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the last fact of this is that him and his fucking knuckle-dragon brother have absolutely zero leverage in this deal. And therefore, have essentially pulled their dick out and shown it to everybody and now have to waddle back to the the fucking back to line (laughs) and act like nothing happened. Dude, I said in the chat today, sorry, my my phone got got too hot and shut down. Thanks, Apple. You're you're fine. It's that face. I know, right? (laughs) Honestly, Harry Kane's brother is so fucking out of his depth trying to negotiate or deal with Daniel Levy. Like, holy shit, bud. You've just been getting a paycheck every week probably because you're Harry Kane's brother. You have no clue what you're doing. It's it's more than ride that off his motorbike and jog on, bro. (laughs) And well, here's the thing. Nothing about what I said ever alluded to the fact that I think Kane's going to be sold. I want him gone, but we're not going to sell him because there's one team that can buy him right now and they're not coming for him at this point. And so Harry Kane has fucked himself. He is stuck at a club that he just burned all the bridges to, you know, between so, himself and the club. And and he, he will be at Spurs, but I don't want him at Spurs at this so point. So Todd, Todd, Todd laid this out really well because there is the Spurs-Levy side of it, which you're exactly right. It, there, there's, it's, it's a one-time commodity that if you were going to cash in on it, you have to do it at the right time. And now is not the right time. It never was the right time. And that's mm-hmm. what Spurs had said last last season, at tail end of last yep. season, when, when, when all these rumors started percolating that Kane might want out. And they just said, well, we're not going to sell him. He he's, he has a contract and, you know, we're never going to get the price for him that, that we would want, especially in this market. So it's not going to happen. He's not going to be for sale. Yeah. Uh, rumors continue to percolate because of people like Charlie Kane and like Harry Kane, for that matter, who help them to percolate. And he does yeah. interviews on golf courses and Hold on. and and takes steps to, to make them percolate. Go ahead. The important part of this is the fucking media role that it plays in it is that they have to sell fucking newspapers and get people to watch their stupid sure. channels. That's part of it. Before, two weeks before the, the, the fucking season starts, Andrew. But and that's so when deals aren't actually coming across the line, like when your England captain has his people saying he wants out of his job, it's soap opera over oh, there. Hold on. But that's that's not something that Spurs can control. I I'm talking about this from Spurs perspective. It's not something that Spurs can control. But they now, can't, they haven't said anything. That's that that is the one place where I will somewhat somewhat criticize the club because they ha- you're right they haven't said anything. Nuno's statement today following the Chelsea friendly was kind of the first statement non statement on this. Whereas he said this is something that's internally going to be handled. And look, that is the absolute that is leadership as you said, and that is the the right stance to take the Spurs are not going to come out and bash their their talisman they're not going to come out and say this guy's being a fucking nuisance and he's being a distraction and he's being a pain in the ass and we don't like it they're not going to do that so that's pretty much the only thing they could say because that is the truth otherwise anything else is just bullshit coming out of their mouth I will say on on, no just on Monday Dan Kilpatrick reported that the club said they have no concept of where Harry Kane is and that he was supposed to be there so that's again that's through a media source i want to hear directly totally, from the club. i want to see totally. a statement from point. the club this is my point here, and i and it? i and i agree with you to an extent todd that but but the media out the, the media part of it is mostly not able to be controlled by the club the media the tabloids all of that shit is going like you said it's a soap opera 
they're going to report what they want to report to to sell papers. The other side of this is the part that I am Scott's Scott's throwing fire on the whole thing, and 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 I I respect that opinion, and it's the opinion that is shared by a lot of people right now. A lot of people are done with Harry Kane. I more sit back as a fan of this club, not of one player. And I want to see how Harry Kane tries to put the, the the puzzle pieces back together after he's flipped the table, because I think it's going to be a lot harder than he realizes. I think that Harry Kane and, and, and the metaphor that I've I kind of thought about with this is Harry Kane kind of has to move a ball of fire off of, of, of the counter onto the stove and he doesn't have any utensils to do it with. He's going to try and grab that fireball and put it back onto the stove, and he's going to burn his hands doing it. But if he leaves it on the counter for too long, he's going to burn a hole in the counter. He's got to do something, and he's got to do it soon, and he's got to get that fireball back onto the stove because otherwise he's, he might as well throw grease on it. I mean, it, it's to the point now where fans, when, once you start to get supporters turn on you and you are – a player of his stature, the fall is much harder and farther from the top. And okay. and, that, and that's something that I'm going to sit back and watch happen because look, do I want Harry Kane to go out and score 15 to 20 goals this season and assist on 10 more goals? I know Scott doesn't. I do because it helps Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. But, and, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to criticize Scott for his opinion on burn it to the ground, but I want Tottenham Hotspur to be put in the best spot. I don't know right now, this is all very precarious, and I don't know how Harry Kane gets himself back in a position to do that. Look, it's very simple to me, Andrew, and, and that is is that winning cures all ills. It, as soon correct. as he starts banging in fucking goals and running over to the corner and doing his little ring kiss and his at the end of it, you know, like you start banging in goals, people start forgetting bullshit over the summer. The other thing is, is that he has the ability just to come back in and be like, hey, listen, you know what? <clears throat> I don't really know what all this is about. The club and I have had conversations. We were going to have conversations. Like I took some extra time with my family after the Euros. I had a conversation with Daniel about it. I don't know why wires got crossed. He we can't are play we dumb are. though. He can't I play dumb. Say, I didn't say that he could play dumb. What I could say is that he has the ability to kind of olay this and just be like, you know what? Media took this on a, com- a completely different route. I took an extra couple of days you know, it's something that was a personal choice. I'm having conversations with the club internally about the contract situation. And then be honest, like Christian Erickson was, and just be like, you know what? Yeah, I am interested in a right. challenge at this stage of the game. Uh, but I don't necessarily know how that's going to play out because I have three years on my contract. I'm Now I'm just excited to get back to work. Yeah, and with Erickson, it was, a different, it was a different story with Erickson because he was coming up on, on a contract year. Well, sure. And- Exactly. And so that's why Harry could come out and literally say, like, media blew this out of proportion. It's clear that I would like a new challenge and I've had conversations with other folks. But at this stage of the game, there's not a whole lot I can do about it because I've got three years left on my deal. And those conversations are between the clubs. And now I'm going to go to work. And that'll get get him back in the good graces of 80 percent of the people that said, fuck Harry King. I think that the most recent example that is even remotely comparable, and this is not apples to apples, but it's also not apples to oranges. The most recent scenario I've seen play out that may that may be similar is the Paul Pogba situation at Manchester United. If you remember a year and a half ago, Paul Pogba was on the outs at, at, at United, and it was a bad situation. It was a little toxic even, and he had to work himself back into the good graces. And guess what? Manchester United has been a successful club now for about a year under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, 
and they finished second last season to, to city and have been pretty good. And Pogba has worked himself back into that squad and is a regular and is, it is obviously a, a world-class player. You know, he's very good, but, but, but there, there was tension there for a while with him and the fans. If Harry King can go that route. And again, I'm not saying that this is apples to apples, but I don't think it is too far a, a, an outlandish comparison. Harry Kane's going to have to, get himself back into the good graces in a similar way. And as you said, Todd, what does that in the easiest way is, is winning. If, if Harry Kane can get on the field and help Tottenham Hotspur be a winning club, that is how it's done. That's the only way it's done really, right? It's the only way it's done. And, and here's the other thing is that this isn't the first time that we've dealt with this, but you know, and, and people who are listening to this, have been following the club a long time. They're going to point to, you know, bail and they're going to point to, and they're going to point they're, they're going to point to the different players but like harry came out and said himself when leaving this club it's not as easily as saying i want to go okay you can go it never is and the thing is is that those players showed up and they played and they balled the fuck out modric and bale balled yeah. the fuck out in their final seasons for us and you can't say anything about it <clears throat> what i would say realistically is this andrew if I'm Tottenham, like we've talked about all summer long, I said that Hayne wasn't going anywhere despite what he wanted this summer. And what I have said, however, is that City isn't the destination for Kane anyway. And the reason why is because they're going to want Harlan next year. Right. And so the other thing... And they, just paid, and they just paid $100 million for Grealish. And they paid $100 million for It's Jack not the same Grealish. position, but still. Right. But by the way, Jack Grealish to Man City is Coutinho to Barcelona. Like, that guy's not going to do shit there. Yeah. Um and so the uh, the other thing that I wanted to say here is that realistically, Kane will get another chance if he can just go back to work, come out, say something, you know, give some platitudes. Uh, I'm just trying to get you know do what I can for the club, and go to work. And if he can pull that off, and then get his move next year to someplace at Bayern, Real Madrid, I don't give a shit. And I don't even care if you go to Man City next year. But at least if you do so. We're going to be getting a fair market value for him, which at the moment, by the way, is $200 million to go fuck your mother. And I said that on Twitter to the Fighting Cock page uh, because that is the fact. It's $200 million. There is 200 million pounds as far as I'm concerned because you're never going to get another England striker captain to sell ever. Ever. Yeah. To a club that has that prints their own money. Right. Right. Who, who obviously, you know, I mean, they could have gone out and gotten, got Danny Ings if they wanted to. He instead goes to Aston Villa for 30 million pounds. Right. It's, they could go get Romelu Lukaku if they want to for 130 million. Yeah. Why not? He's, it looks like he wants to go back to Chelsea. So good for him. Who knows? I mean, I, I thought that was a weird move. I, I didn't think he wanted to leave Milan, uh, earlier the year in the year, but apparently he does now. So. Uh, the, the, apparently Milan wa- he wants to go and L- Milan's trying to ship Latoro Martinez so maybe I don't know maybe you get to play striker up there well in in Inter at the beginning of the transfer window had said that 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 Lukaku was the one player they definitely wanted to keep everyone else was pretty much up right. for sale because they needed to raise funds um but now all of a sudden Lukaku might be on his way out as well um that's neither here nor there regarding a Kane discussion because Harry Kane's going to play at Spurs this season. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that now, especially with the Grealish deal to, to City. Um, I I think we've all come to grips with that. At least I think we're, we're, we're trying to. Maybe maybe there's one guy on this call who hasn't quite come to grips with that. Sure. I don't know. 
I mean, but, I, I, I will say that I just – I think he's got a lot of work to do if he wants to get back yeah. into the good gracious of fans. And you guys are right, but I'll, I'll just elaborate or even exacerbate on it as I just – you know, and, and I said this earlier, and I know you I, I just kind of repeating for context sake, but those guys Todd mentioned earlier, you know, the Berbatovs, the Madrids, the Bales, the club is not in the place it's in right now when those guys left, and that those guys weren't the best in the world at their positions. They were probably top five, right? Um, but, 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 you know, and there's a debate there for sure, but, but Kane, in my opinion, is the best striker in the world, and Todd is in a really tough place right now. And he's going to have a lot more work to do than any of them would have. And I'll also say, I, I it's it sounds petty, but I can't go unsaid. There's been a lot of talk from himself and his own camp about how Tottenham isn't, you know, ambitious enough to go and win trophies. But he's had enough chances to do that, and he hasn't, you know. Has. So I, I I don't think that that can go unsaid, including with the national team. Um, well, even if yeah. even if I was rooting against him, but I just. You know, he hasn't done enough in finals for me for me to think that he has an entire leg to stand on by saying the club's not ambitious enough to give him a chance to win trophies because it has. Well, okay. So the one point that I want to make on that is, for context, is that he didn't come out and say that the club isn't ambitious. What he said is, as long as the club continues to match my ambitions, I will continue to stay at the club. And what he's essentially saying is that the fucking UEFA Conference League is and finishing seventh is not ambitious enough for him. And which I think we would I, all agree with, right? Which I, I don't, I don't hate totally. at all. And, and to be honest with you, like I think that the the like many of Tottenham's problems over the last eighteen months, I think that the, the the seeds were sown for this when we didn't fucking buy players for a calendar year. Right. And I think that that just kind of like. But, the, sets but as you said, those are seeds that were sown two, three years ago. Exactly. So yes. here we are now. But the other thing well, is, is that before like before he signed a six-year deal, mind you, before he signed a six-year deal, correct? Well, he, well, he, yes, but no, he also that, signed a, a six-year. He signed a six-year deal on the back of, of what um, a golden boot and a quarter a quarterfinal appearance in Champions League. Right? Is that right? I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. The year I thought he signed it after the final. Was it after the final or before the final? Yeah. That was the thing is I wasn't quite sure. I could be Whatever wrong. Whatever it was, you know, we, we, we lost to, to Juve in the quarters the year before and then the, the year after we went to the finals in the Champions League, right? And so, like, yeah. like you look at that and, and Harry Kane had a, had a ball in that Juve match that spun on the goal line and mm-hmm. didn't cross. That's how close it was, if you remember. And so, so you look at that and you're going, that's – that is ambition. We've been to three finals in Harry Kane's tenure at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and he, he, hadn't, he hadn't done shit in any of them. Yeah. Now, and, granted, and, the last two, right. he was hurt, right? Correct. Right. Well, and, and, and listen, the, the, the injury history with Harry Kane is a whole nother can of worms that, that, that I'm, I'm not even going to try to open up right now. But if you think that City would be smart to even pay $150 million, or 180 million, or God forbid, 200 million for Harry Kane at this point. Ah, okay, go for it on on those on those ankles at his age already. I mean, he's 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 five he's four to five years beyond his age physical physicality wise already. But here's the thing about all this is like you you whatever we say about the club, its ambition didn't match Kane. No, I'll go back to my original point. This guy knows that the club can't take another poke, and he's given them another just total punch to the gut, man. Like he we is. can't take we can't take a mere touch right now, and this dude is just blowing us to the gut. As our captain, as the as the England, he's, legend, he's our vice captain. He was never our captain. 
Yeah. Okay, sorry, I, I don't mean captain. That's a poor choice of words. But just as our leader, as the England captain, as this this guy who we all expected, whether he left or not, to be a club legend, he chooses to do this in such a petty, out of character way. And I just can't. That's what I can't get over. I mean, how dare that guy? Where we're at as a club right now, act in this manner. It just it's something that I, I just it's going to take a long time for me to get over if I do. Well, where, where do you think that that guy is? Speaking about mental health and the fact that we played. The God blessed Chavs today simply because we're supporting the, the Mind Charity and, and respect to those guys at Mind Charity on Twitter if it's something that you're into following. Um, but where do you think that that guy's mental state is after fucking losing another final? Burying. Oh, totally. Burying. Totally. Not getting any service all tournament. Still ending up tied level for the, the, the joint, you know, golden boot winner or whatever, or, or just off the, the, the pace. And, you know, burying his penalty kick in the penalty shootout and watching three dudes miss. Where do you think his mental state is? Like, what more fuck do I have to do to get this thing across the line? How do I win here? Maybe it is me. Maybe it is Tottenham. Fuck it. Let's get out of here. Yeah, light the world on fire. Like, like you don't know where this guy's at. Totally, well, totally. What's, what's, the more, what's the more ambitious path for Harry? It, putting, putting yourself in Harry Kane's mindset, which is not an easy thing to for anyone to put someone you know put their self in someone else's mindset but what's the more ambitious thing is it to go to manchester city and win two out of the next three premier leagues and win a carabao cup and maybe make another champions league final god you know god forbid and and maybe win maybe and maybe even put them over the top and win one is it to do that or is it to stay at tottenham and win yourself a, a europa league in the next three years or win yourself a, a an fa, FA cup, cup. Or, or, mm-hmm. or consistently get this club back into top four contention on a year in and year out basis. And not only that, but score a shit ton of goals and eventually become England's all time leading Premier League scorer, all, all of those things Ooh. at the club that you came up with. Which is more ambitious? Well, which I is the easier I, path? I have an idea, but I, I will say first Todd, Todd, Todd does make a great point. Like, and you, you guys both know, I well, doesn't matter, but you guys both know that I'm never going to argue against mental health and I'm never going to come back and say, well, who cares if he's having a, you know, a tough time? Like never, ever. But I just, I will say that I just want him to say something like he's not a tone deaf person, yeah. right? Like just, just give us something, man. Like I was fully prepared for him to leave and had he, had he left in a different way, I would be smacking him on the ass and saying, I wish you nothing but the biggest, most success you could ever find and I'd fucking cry, right? But this whole deal is just weird. But again, Todd makes an excellent point. Now, to your point, way more ambitious, in my opinion, to stay at Spurs. Um, and it's I have Spurs-tinted glasses on, right? So we have to we, Well, we all do, but that. I agree with you. We yeah. have to at least acknowledge that. But I look at somebody like a, like a, a toddy at Roma, right? Everybody knows Toddy. Nobody ever says, did that guy win a Champions League? Everyone just says, that is the fucking definition of a fucking soccer player right there, man. And Harry Kane has an opportunity to do that. And again, back to my original point, why, Harry Kane, are you fucking doing this, man? Just stop. Like, I just don't understand, man. It pisses me the fuck off. So here's the other piece of this. And this is what I want to talk about is because – one of the things that I do on a regular basis is think about my family first. Sure. And I make decisions time and time again that are not necessarily the decision that I want to make, but they're the decision that I know that my family needs me to make. Sure. 
And when your fucking brother is your agent and he's going, dude, do you understand what type of payday I get if you sign for 160 million pounds to fucking Manchester City? Yeah. Like, do you understand what that's going to do for my family for the rest of my life? Like, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, a payday yeah, yeah. that you're ever going to get from Daniel Levy. And they can both see the writing on the wall and look at that shit. Yeah. And right. so, the, you know, that's something that plays in. And the other thing is, is that, the, you know, it's kind of Jamie character, you know, Tati, you brought it up. And, and, and so I want to I want to bring up the quote. And, and he said specifically that, that winning one Serie A title. I always fuck up the name of the trophy. But uh, Scott, you baller, do you know how to say it? Sure. Uh, it works for me. You know. uh, one one title at Roma is worth 10 titles at Juventus. And, yeah. you know, and he won his title. He, he won his Serie A title. He, he got a couple of Copas. He got a couple of uh, uh, Super Copas. Like, but like you said, that's a fucking soccer player. Like, that is what a football player looks like. That's the way that he was revered. Character. Never won a Premier League title, but is revered at, at Liverpool, even though he grew up as an Everton fan because mm-hmm. of his character and because of his 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 diehard selloutness for the club. Yep. And so I guess it depends, Andrew, on your definition of ambition. Yeah. Like sure. if your sure. definition – if your definition of ambition is to overtake Alan Shearer, who, by the way, is not revered because he won a single title at Blackburn. No, he's, he's revered because he scored the most goals in Premier League history. And did so in his boyhood club colors. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah. so if you want to be spoken of, Harry Kane, in the same breath as Alan Shearer, it's going to be because you stayed where you belong, not because you decided to hang out with Kyle Walker and wear fucking – Sky blue for uh, an all-star football club. Um, I guess where we need to wrap this up is 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 pretty simple, and I and and I think I know the answer, but maybe I don't. Um, it is there a way back from this? Is there a path back to uh, good graces? I guess is the way to put it um for harry kane right now because this all this whole week and this is the reason we're doing this podcast because we felt like we needed to to get something out and say something about this and we didn't want to clog up you know a once a week podcast with all talk about harry kane but is there a way back for, for him from this can he if he just comes out and says fuck it let's go let's ride let's do this again i mean and 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 goes out and bangs home another 20 goals this year and, and, you know, help Spurs win some games. Is there a way back for Harry Kane with this club? Scott. Um, yeah, I, there is. And I'm going to say that I don't know what it is yet. And I think, I don't think any of us do. <laughs> it's, it, it's a feel thing for me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll equate it to, you know, when, when you're very upset with somebody that you love dearly in your life and you're like, I don't know what I need you to do to, to, to earn my trust again, but I just need time. Right. And sure. I think that's where I'm at with Harry Kane. He can come back for sure. Maybe take a city Jersey, throw a fuck, throw a grand on it, burn it all. <laughs> fits on it. That'll, that'll be a good start, man. Tell me he just needs to buy you some roses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He needs to buy you some white roses. And <laughs> you know, maybe I don't need tablets. time. What he could I don't need do time, actually, dude. I need goals. Yeah, I need Todd, goals. Todd, Todd, Todd just needs performance. Dude. You know what? Win me a Premier League title. 
Yeah. That's and you could do that. I'm in the same boat. Don't I need be, performance. Yeah, dude. Don't don't be a fucking lame duck striker for the next six months. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a yeah, guy yeah, that yeah. we you expect to be Harry Kane and, and come out and be Roberto Soldado. Like, and please don't be and, that guy. and please don't put all of this on Youngman's son to 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 do all of the work because I don't I don't know how that's going to go either. <laughs> Dude. Well, it depends on what type of help that we can get him up front. I, right. I mean, I think that that's the other thing is that, dude, if we can get some of these, like, some of this talent that's getting bantered around about potentially coming in and wearing the Willy, Lily White makes me super excited. Yep. And realistically, if we can get that kid from Fiorentina, fuck. Oh, my God. I know it, right? I know, I'll tell you what. I saw a picture of him without a shirt on today, and I was intrigued. So I'm bringing right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> him over, baby. Let's go. I mean, Andrew's in. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, that's man, that's all I've got to say on the subject. We're, we're not. We're not going to look past a beautiful man here, all right? So bring right. Back, these bring are that facts. But by honestly, the way, that guy. Go ahead, Scotty. No, I was just going to say they. There is a real opportunity for us to do some cool stuff with what's happening in the window, and if Harry Kane's there, um, you know we're much better for it, and I want him to be a Tottenham as much as I say, you know, piss off. Of course, you know if he can if he can work this shit out and be with Spurs. I'm never going to be upset about that, but he's got some work to do. Um, I also think one, one, you know, to answer the question, I think one thing he could do immediately if he's staying and decides to is, is, and this sounds like so fucked up actually, now that I think about it based on everything I said, but give him the armband and just have him come out and say like, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere, you know? Yeah, like, that, that, that ain't happening. But... Of course not. <laughs> But I'm just thinking out loud here. So, again, I think there's things that he can do and he needs to because, like Todd said, some talent, talent you know, being being spoken about. And we've got a guy at the helm of, of operations that seems to know what he's doing. And if we can sign, sign a few more of these guys, like the damn guards, like the Blahovich or whatever his name is, and Harry Kane's yeah. still here, then we're going to be a dangerous team. Um, there's but we there's need three or four guys that are – there's three or four guys that are in line to get the armband ahead of Harry Kane right now, at yeah, least. I, mean, yeah. I don't disagree. See, that's something else that I actually wanted to talk about. And, and I know that we're up against it here, guys, but I want to take just a couple of minutes to say something here. And the thing is, is I think that as part of this new regime, I absolutely, I absolutely think that he should take that armband from Hugo and have the team vote again. Yeah. I yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. think that they should give it another shot because I don't think Hugo gets the armband if they do. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that, especially knowing that this is probably Hugo's last year. I also wouldn't be opposed to just letting Hugo play it out and, and doing that next year. But, but that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting take and, and not something that I can completely disagree with. I don't think it's going to go to Gulini. You know what? Absolutely it, not. It wouldn't match his outfit. I was hoping, I was hoping to end this podcast on a high note, but, but, but Scott ensured that, 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 that take right there was not going to let that happen. Hey, no, that's how you do I'll it. Right the that's what's up. If my captain my can't get on stage and freestyle with the best of them, I'm not interested. <laughs> Follow Scott and his rapping Italian ways at DSM Spurs. Follow Todd at TC underscore show. Follow myself, Andrew, at Ace Detka. Follow the podcast at Tottenham Depot. Uh, sound off. Let us know what you want to hear about each and every week. We will be back on Sunday following the friendly with Arsenal. It's an early one for us West Coasters. Uh, 6 a.m. kickoff, uh, which I'm not really looking forward to, but I am going to get up and watch that match. I hope they play the kids. Because it's a North London derby. I do, too, because I don't want anyone's ankles to be rolled exactly up Exactly, same thing. Um, I was yep. a little nervous about that today, even, against Chelsea. But, Dude, uh, Dyer let Pulisic know about once or twice, like, he hey, did. this is no he bullshit. Did. 
Yeah, it was it was a little a little bit of an unfriendly friendly, if you will. So hopefully everyone stays safe, uh, and hopefully you're staying safe out there as well. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you on Sunday for another edition of the Tottenham Depot. Until then, as always, come on, you Spurs! Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot, and as always, come on, you Spurs.